David Collins. 30 minutes. Show with David Collins. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of David Collins' 30-minute half-hour show. I'm your host, David Collins, and I'm so glad to be back with everybody for a second season here. we got a great show planned for you, a brand new format, but of course, before we start the show, color of the day. Today's color of the day is true cyan, a rare color and shade of cyan that most people have never seen before, because most electronic devices are incapable of producing the color. True cyan can only be seen either in person or through an optical illusion. Today's color of the day, true cyan. Welcome to season two of David Collins' 30 minute half hour show, a new studio, new segments, new guests, and most importantly, new sponsors. We're now exclusively sponsored by Brought to you by Max Motors. Don't overpay on your next vehicle. Max Motors on Highway 24 in Manhattan. Today's guest is Jake Trumper, and we're going to get straight into world news with David Collins. And of course, we've got a lot of stories to cover based as we've been on break for a little bit here. But we always like to ask our guest, Jake, when you think of world news, what do you think about? And we got a lot of cover here. We got a month back. So anything that you might think about this last month. Really sad, depressing stuff that you uh, a little frustrating stuff that goes on. Your least favorite politician doing well. Your favorite politician maybe not doing as well as you were hoping. Right. Of course. And a lot of deaths in the news, too. Did you hear Jimmy Buffett died? Yes, but Margaritaville's waiting for him, so. Right. I, I guess now he's wasting away in a grave. <laughs> he is. He, he is. I, I was going for the heaven route. You went for the... the well, a lot of route. sad news. It is too bad. There is some brighter news there. I'm not sure if you've been paying attention. A lot of people upset about Mitch McConnell. They're a little nervous. They've seen a couple of speeches. He's been freezing up in his speeches. Have you seen any of this? Yeah, it's because he's a robot. Some people say he's a robot. Some people are nervous. Personally, I'm glad that he still has such a keen sense for danger when surrounded by dinosaurs. <laughs> I didn't know there was going to be the you're, these are really good one-liners. Oh, well, we're just going over the world news. We have a lot to cover there. Of course, did you see uh, Jimmy Jimmy Fallon, another Jimmy, actually. Luckily, Jimmy Fallon has not passed away, but he was in a couple articles this last month about mm -hmm. writers talking about some of the some of the workplace activity that they disagreed with. Did you see any of this? Yeah, with like the wage strike and stuff. Yeah. Right. Well, mostly about some of his behavior, which was interesting because he's not somebody that's looking to go back and betray the writers there. Which side are you on on that writer strike? Uh, the writers, man. AI is terrifying. The writers. Well, we have talked a little bit about that on the show, and we actually got a voicemail and email from one of the writers on the strike. He preferred to stay nameless, but okay. maybe he just wanted to get some of that creativity out. He actually sent us a fun song parody, and we always love a good song parody. So we'll take a little listen to this writer from the writer strike there. Is this more than we're striking for yet? I've been writing for Netflix, Stranger Things, and Fuller House, and other shows no one can name. ChatGPT is very soon gonna replace me. Paid $3,000 for SAG, but I'll still soon be out of a job. Kevin Hart. Fran Drescher, Little flat. not gonna get me paid, I should never have quit bartending. <laughs> I'm going downtown to the picketing line, and protesters, I'm coming loaded. I'll be the only one with a bullet. <laughs> I'll put it to my head, and I'll cock it and pull it. Jesus. 
Well, a little darker. We are maybe getting a little edgier on this next season of David yeah. Collins. Looking forward to some things on that. I do like a little more production value in my song parodies. What did you think about that? I, I hope he's okay. I hope he's not with Jimmy Buffett right now. It sounded a little graphic <laughs> toward the end there. And that's what I want to ask you a little bit about. You know, we actually, we're going to have to get into that in just a moment. Okay. COVID's back. Did you hear about this story? Yeah, my fiance actually had COVID, but I'm big into this thing called hydrosols. Drank it, didn't catch COVID, so... I see. Sure. Well, some people are a little specu 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 speculative of those therapeutics. You know, it's funny that I could get that word out there. But COVID, what are we on now? COVID-26? Probably. It's like the new... It's come out before GTA 6, so I'd go with 26. I see. Well, that's a good point. You know, they say the most recent booster was just approved last week, which mm -hmm. is great news for me. Right now, I'm an unlucky 13. I just keep getting COVID. <laughs> I... And that was World News with David Collins. We have a great guest today. Brought to you by Max Motors. Don't overpay on your next vehicle. Max Motors on Highway 24 in Manhattan. Our guest today is an Iowa celebrity. He does stand-up comedy. He's an actor, screenwriter, YouTuber, director, and improvisational comedian. From radio to the internet to live on the stage, today's guest has done it all. You may know his voice from hearing him on US 104.9 in the Quad Cities, or seeing him perform at great venues like Playcrafters Barn Theater in Moline, The Lucky Cat in Cedar Rapids, The Circa 21 Speakeasy in Rock Island, Bayside Bistro, Mirrorbox, Giving Tree Theater, The Village Theater in Davenport, and many more. Please make a warm David Collin welcome for our great guest, Drake Trumper. That was really, really well done. Well, thanks so much. We have a great guest. We're so excited to have you. Yeah. You have so much experience, and you really are an Iowa celebrity here, and we want to learn more about you. But, of course, we have been on a break, so we have some updates that I need to go yes. over with my audience here. So we have a new segment called DC's CDs. Okay, greetings. Captivating developments. So over the break, I had the opportunity, I actually talked to one of my most famous friends in the industry, and he gave me a lot of advice and new ideas on the format and the idea to get a new studio. So you see, we are in a new space here. It was our second option, unfortunately. This place has a bit of an owl problem. We're working through that. As I've mentioned here before, and I'm not sure if I've talked about it much on the podcast, but anybody who's followed me on radio throughout my life has known that I do have a bit of a strained relationship with my father. Over the break, an incident caused us to cut a, a company vacation a little short. Unfortunately, my father was actually in a plane accident, survived, burns all over his body, but it was too bad that it interrupted that vacation. I lost a tooth over the break. Don't really want to get into it. That's a bit of a longer story. And one other update here. My staff let me know that we actually appeared on an Edison survey this summer as one of the top thousand podcasts in the world. Nice. Dude, congratulations. That's better than the Nielsen Diaries. Those things fucking suck. The Nielsen. Oh, yeah, I'm not sure. I wonder how people get submitted to an Edison survey there. Yeah. So, Jake, let me ask you, where did you start comedy? Now, you do so much comedy. You do comedy, stand-up comedy, and improvisational comedy. You do it online. Now, I started comedy when I was 18 in Manhattan, Kansas. I was been doing radio for about wow. a year at that point, and I had the opportunity to open for Mark Norman, who was coming through the area at that time. But where did you start comedy? I uh, literally started at the Lucky Cat. Uh, I was doing it to promote my podcast at the time. And they're like, hey. Podcast? Yeah. So I, I do a history podcast thing. Um, and to promote it, they asked me to do Lucky Cat. They asked me to host. 
And I, I assume as a comedian, you can imagine how stressful it would be to host. Right, if you've never done stand-up before, yeah. although you definitely seem to have some stage experience there. I, I tried, but I didn't know about the light. So they just came up and like, hey, make sure you give them their one minute notice. And I was like, okay, so I did this. You started playing a sound effect. No, I would be like, hey, hey, one minute. Oh, well, that's pretty distracting there. Terrible, terrible day. I've not lived that down for a long Little technical error there, but I'm sorry, we were a little delayed. That sound means it's time for our first game. I'm not sure if anybody let yeah. you know, we do play games on this show. Yeah. Our first game today is made just for you. Oh, yeah. It's called Trumper's Temptations. All right. For Jake Trumper himself. So we're gonna go over two things. One of them, we're gonna go over an item and it may be a street name for a drug, one of those temptations, or it may be something else. And you'll have to determine, oh. is that a street name for a drug or something else? Got Are you ready it. to play? Trumper's Temptations. Trumper's Temptations, let's do it. All right, let's jump into round one. Thunderstruck. That's a, that's a song. Thunderstruck. That's a- Would you like I'm to lock that with... in? Yeah, that, I'm gonna go with that's a song. That's definitely not a street name for a drug or a temptation, it is Thunderstruck. The lead single from the 1990s album Razor's Edge by Australian hard rock band ACDC. Yeah. Wow. I, That's great. I have Are you a fan of music? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I used to. I started on a pop station, then went to another pop station, and then now we're Right. Gonna... You have a career in radio. We're going to have to talk about that. How long have you done radio? <laughs> Let's jump into round two here. Round two of Trumper's Temptations. White Lady. White Lady. That sounds like a, that sounds like a street drug. That, I, I, yeah. That's great. Our first guest back for season two, already doing so well on these games. We might have to bring you back to compete with somebody else who does so well Ooh. on these games here. White Lady is a street name for cocaine. But according yeah. to a 2017 DEA intelligence report on drug slang code words, can also refer to heroin. Nice. Are it these really your temptations? What are my temptations? Are these your temptations? No, I, I just like Lego, to be honest. Lego, that's interesting. Is that, that might be on our list here. We're going to have to see. <laughs> Round three, Wrecking Crew. Wrecking Crew. Wrecking Crew. Trumpers like Temptations. What do you think? Wrecking Crew. It sounds like it could be, uh, oh my God, my ring doorbell went off. I think celebrities are breaking in. Um. Oh, that'd be exciting. Maybe you could bring them on the show. Someone from your podcast is breaking into my head. That'd be cool. That'd be um, terrible. You know, we've hopefully ditched the gas cap criminal. It'd be terrible if he's just taking guests now. <laughs> If he started to subject, that'd be, I already look like I'm in a terrible situation. You wouldn't imagine the amount of staff that we've lost due to that guy, but Wrecking Crew there. <laughs> Unfortunately, you've run out of time. God damn it. Wrecking Crew. It is a street name for the infamous drug, crack cocaine. That sounds about right. Okay. Would you say that's a temptation of yours? No, nope, still, I just have a big Lego city in my basement. You know, maybe we could have figured that in some way. We might have not done the research that we should have, but we'll try round four here. Round four of Trumper's All right. Temptations. All right. Electric Avenue. Turn a rock down to Electric Avenue. That's, I'm going to get you a DMC straight takedown, but uh, that's a song. That's right. Electric Avenue is a song written, recorded, and produced by... Guyanese British singer and songwriter Eddie Grant, who released it in his 1982 album Killer on the Rampage. In the United States, with the help of MTV Video, he shot for it. It was one of the biggest hits of 1983. Electric oh, yeah. Avenue. Do you like that song? 
Yeah, yeah, that's a good song. Did you like that game? That was a fun game. That was really testing my knowledge. That's great to hear. And if anybody else did well on that game, make sure you email me your results, dc30minutehalfhour at gmail.com. We'll be looking forward to those emails and, of course, be going over some other emails that we got during the break later in the show here. Brought to you by Max Motors. Don't overpay on your next vehicle. Max Motors on Highway 24 in Manhattan. How long have you been in radio? Now, I've been uh, radio since I've 18, my entire adult life there. I stopped, started as a copywriter in 2014. How did you start? Uh, I started right out of high school in 2016. The uh, local morning show that I was with, uh, they were putting together a boy band, and I registered to be in that like radio. You know, like radio morning shows do gimmicks and stuff. Of course. It was a boy band gimmick. I got into it, got my foot in the door. I became a street teamer, so basically glorified putting up the That's an awesome way to do it. You know, so many fun comedians that we know now got in by doing prank calls or radio parodies in the radio and then got their foot in the door into comedy. Yeah. Do you you think of yourself now, you're a bit of a jack of all trades there. You do stage theater. Do you think of yourself as more of a broadcaster? Now, of course, I've done comedy for so long, but I still do consider myself a broadcaster. What do you think of yourself? How would you how would you label yourself? I kind of see myself as a jack of all traits, master of none, but broadcasting's kind of been the way I started. So yeah, I'd, I'd say broadcaster is probably the thing. I it's what got me started. So. Would you say you're an athlete too, a jack of all trades? Did you do Did you do anything athletic? I'm in a rec league soccer team. I'm on the B team though. So that's interesting. <laughs> we might have to talk about that. You know, I'm a big fan of kick the can. Now I'm in a smaller place these days, so I've had to I've had to change the way that I play the game. But I do consider myself a bit of an athlete. I'm the best kick the can player that you probably ever met. Have you ever done throw the can? I've never done throw the can. No, a bit of a kicker. Soccer is what reminded me of that, though. Gotcha. Now, we actually usually ask that people don't do the material on the show, but as an improvisational comedian, I'm not yeah. sure if I'm even going to be able to notice. How do you come up with your material? Uh, just think of it. I'm standing there, and I just think of it. First thing that pops into your noodle, you just say it. Unless it's unless it's really offensive. Unless it's, like, obviously really bad. But otherwise, you're good. Don't let me interrupt you. You could continue, continue speaking there. Oh, my God, I thought you were talking. Yeah, no. No, stand-up uh, comedy, you write your material. Do you use a notebook? That's an important question. It's actually no. very controversial. A lot of people argue about whether or not to use a phone or a notebook. Dude, notebooks are super cool. I just type it into my phone. Uh, usually my best stuff comes to me before I fall asleep. Then I check in the morning, and it absolutely sucks, and I delete it. So I usually put it on my phone because I don't want to look like a psycho who's, like, scribbling stuff out on a notebook. So tell me, you do these old things on stage. Now, the reason I say that you're a jack-of-all-trades is because you're also online. You talked about your history podcast, but if you look at Drake Trumper's YouTube, you can find his YouTube, Jake Trumper. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jake Trumper, joined with my sister, Iza. And I just want to say, all those videos talking about how dumb Gen Z are really get under my skin, because Gen Z can't be that dumb. Yep. A lot of small sketches. Are you, are you a bit of a sketch writer also? You, oh, you just say jack of all trades. <laughs> I've got three YouTube channels. I do Lego skits and then just like history stuff. But yeah, I like doing sketch comedy. Wow, how I'm did you honest. find the time to do this? Uh, this, uh, we're actually getting ready to go to a wedding at three. So I told perfect timing. Yeah. So I was like one o'clock, we can squeeze it in. So, well, that's perfect. I hope that we don't hold you up too much there, but I did want to ask you now that we're talking about your YouTube and all the other things. So we have a fun segment here. People with the same name. People with the same name. So maybe we found a Jake Trumper that does something that you don't do. Yeah, I, my uncle's name is Jake Trumper, and he like runs a really official business. Jake Trumper, founder yeah. of Shift, business yeah, consulting and uncle. services. Jake defines business strategies that are human-centered and can increase revenue, improve customer workforce experiences, and enable efficient and effective decision-making and communication 
in 12 weeks or less. Yep. That's my uncle. Uh, That's your uncle. Just, yeah, we bumped into each other. My great-grandfather, World War II veteran, just passed away. We bumped into each other at his funeral, and he was like, uh, hey, Jake, you're doing a lot of goofy stuff. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, yeah. Sometimes my clients think I'm you, and I'm like, I'm so sorry. Wow, so that must be awkward there. It's tough when you have the similar SEO, and I, you'd imagine that he would be better at that, given his uh, his profession. Yeah. I'm surprised that when you search your name, you find you first, yeah, and then I your actually, uncle. I actually own an SEO company. That's why I started JTSEO. So I see, so you're actually competing. Yes, uh, he's in Missouri, though. I'm in Iowa, so it's usually pretty good, well spread out. My stuff's mostly local business. So you have your SEO company. I know that you've recently finished a play. What other new projects are you working on? You have a TikTok, too. That's something we've talked a little about TikTok on the show, but we're not sure exactly what do you put on your TikTok? Do you just put your stand-up or the same things that you put on YouTube on the TikTok? Uh, I try to do different content for everything. You know, you cast such a wide net. You're, it's like conspiracy theories. If you cast a wide enough net, you're going to catch a few people. So on the TikTok... Is that your third YouTube channel? You do Legos, history, and then conspiracy theories? <laughs> Lego, history, and skits. I see. But conspiracy theories would be cool. My dad's a huge conspiracy theorist. We always butt heads, so that would be a fun thing. But no, on TikTok, I usually just... My sister can spin a ball on her finger. She's the athlete. So I usually right. take her history facts that she does cool stuff. So she spins it with your hands, you spin it with your feet. Yes, yes, that's, you got it. I am a terrible soccer player, but I can spin a basketball on my toe. That's perfect. That was a lie, that was a lie, I'm sorry. Unfortunately, we were supposed to have a call-in from okay. friend of the show, Brody Tupi, but I believe that Jerry, our intern, actually deleted that on Jerry. accident here, so we, we have a little bit of an issue there. God. That kind of sucks on Jerry's part. I, I feel bad he's, he's an unpaid intern, but I'm sure he's trying his best. Right. Well, it's good to get your shoe in the door. That's what we did. We tried to cast, just like you said, a wide net to get maybe co-hosts or somebody else in the door. Now that we've redone the entire format here. Yeah. If you're trying to stall, we could do a three-line scene. Okay, well, let's go ahead and try one improv scene here. That's fun because we have something else improv-related coming up in the show. Oh, but to cover up Brody's segment and Jerry the intern's yeah. mistake today, why don't we Got try it. an improv scene? Okay, cool. Let me let me put this back. It kind of looks like I'm in like an interrogation room. I am trying to build a new studio, and it's not. I can't hang drywall. So, all right, you can start. Yes, just, and your character. So, yes, you want to play yes and or three lines. Right. All right. So, do you Actually, write jokes going into these scenes? No, no, it, it's so nothing is improv itself is inherently very, very cringy. The only thing that's more cringy is trying to prep a joke for it. Like you're setting up a scene, you're like setting it to go to. A I joke. see. It, you know what I find interesting when people prep a joke for crowd work. And one thing that I've noticed recently is that I'm noticing a lot more musicians trying to set up crowd work and dismantle hecklers on the stage. I'm not sure if they're going to be prepared for that. Do you, do you have to deal with any crowd hecklers when an improv show? I love crowdsources shows and crowd hecklers and improv are very interesting because you're usually actually talking to the audience. Right. So I had this one old lady, she was really out of it and she just started talking to one of the people on stage. She was like, your name is Matthew, right? And he's like, yeah, it was the most awkward thing ever. We just let it go because it was an old lady. We didn't want to be mean to her, but yeah, it, it, we kind of just do it. You just roll with it. That's the beauty of improv is with stand up. It's a little bit more meticular. You have like five minute sets. Improv can go I'm anywhere. emailing David Collins. Okay. And that's certainly interesting, and we'd love to hear more about that improv. Yeah. It's a subject that we haven't had anybody here talking about, but that sound means it's time for David Collins' call-ins and yes, emails. let's do it. And we got a few that came in here. This first one that I wanted to go over is just a fun voicemail from friend of the show, Austin Ingalls. Do you know Austin Ingalls? Yeah, yeah, I do. 
Well, he's a great, prolific writer. We had him on the show. He's somebody who did really well on those games, but he sent us a fun voicemail. Let's go ahead and take a little listen. David, Austin Ingles here. Boy, did we miss you. You earned that break, though, David. You're the hardest worker in the game, and we just wanted to give you a thank you, you know? So here's my thank you. A little current event joke for you. There's a new Exorcist movie coming out, and those movies scare the shit out of me. It scares me that I can come to those movies, too. <laughs> thank you, David. You know, after all these years of knowing you and being around you, your growth is exponential, and we just we can't wait to see what you do next, David. Keep it up. Keep up the good work. I love Austin. He has a joke about a kid in a car. And it's a very funny joke. He is a dark comic there, writes a lot. Now, Austin, I'm not sure if we've known each other for more than a year at this point, but it certainly feels like longer. (laughs) But that's a very nice voicemail. Thanks for the compliments there, and thanks for the fun joke. We had another voicemail come in here from somebody named Dr. B. They didn't give their location. I wonder if he's related to B-Dude at all, although I'm sure there are a lot of B-Dames out there. Probably, yeah, I'd assume. Dr. B wrote, David. I very much enjoy the podcast, and Elvis Ali was a great guest. However, it was annoying having him watch, having to watch him fiddle with a detaching faux mustache throughout the show. Top tip, best to use segmented wig tape on the backside and to also wipe the upper lip with alcohol prior to the placement and remove any oil. That's 30 years of stagecraft experience talking. Feel free to forward the advice to Elvis. All the best, Dr. B. Well, thanks for that email, Dr. B. We're not too sure. We're actually arguing about it in the comments section, whether or not that may have been a fake mustache. It wasn't exactly clear, but it's great to get your take, and I'll definitely forward that email over to Elvis. What a nice guy. Doc B seems like an intelligent guy. It was. Are you familiar with it all? But does that sound does that sound like something that you've heard before? Have you had to deal with a fake mustache before? You know, I can see I doubt that you've grown too much facial hair. You seem like a very clean faced gentleman. I just had a mustache, man. It was awesome. It was my pride and joy. And then I shaved it like an idiot. Now I feel terrible and disgusting. So actually, I, I miss my mustache a lot. Uh, that's too bad. And you know, they say for being on stage, it's good to have something that sets you apart. I'm sure that you'd be surprised <laughs> to see that. A lot. You do look very familiar when I think of somebody who might be in improv. Yeah, I look like a dorky white kid in improv. I'm going to be completely honest. And the worst part is I'm in two improv groups, so it's like double the cringe. I don't really have... I'm just a generic-looking white guy, so sometimes I'll even try to do magic during my stand-up. Right. Are you magic? That really is a jack-of-all-trades there. What's your favorite magic trick? Anything with cards. Uh, Cards or the uh, pushing a coin through your neck. I actually did comedy for a a magician once. Nice. It was was very fun. This was many years ago at this point, but I do remember I had the opportunity to open for this comedian or for a magician. And he, he does his first show. He's doing two shows this evening. Does his first show, and in the first show, his big finale is he cuts a woman in half. Of course, it's a classic magic gig. We're in the green room waiting for the next show to start. The manager of the club walks in and says... I can't have you go on. You were cutting a woman in half on the stage. It's a liability. And the magician says, well, of course, it's a trick. You know, nobody's getting hurt. And the manager says, I can't let you go on. If it's so safe, you'll have to explain to me how it's done. Mm-hmm. The show had to be canceled. Yeah. That, the, magician, that the magician would not say the rest of the trick. Though. I'm glad he, that's like King of the Hill episode, too, about the magicians not sharing their secrets. It's a pretty good episode. Is that right? I've never heard of that show. King of the Hill? This is my favorite show. Greatest Not at all. Ever. Not much. I do love a good sitcom, though. What era would you say that's from? King of the Hill. Uh, it's an animated show. Uh, I see. Well, that's probably why I've missed yeah. it. Yeah. 90s, early 2000s. Um, 
Yeah, I used to watch King of the Hill a lot as a kid, and then I put a magnet to my TV and messed up my... Speaking of magnets, I still have your magnet here that you gave me. That's fantastic. That's great to see. Those have made it all around. Even Dan McCullough had sent me some images of seeing them in really? New York City prior. Dude, that's awesome, actually. Holy cow. Have you ever thought about like trying to put together a collage of like your magnets in every single state? Not at all. I might have to get somebody on that. Fortunately, I don't do a lot of that background thing, but uh, you know, somebody editing that, maybe we'll send it over to Amelia or Jerry and we could get Jerry on a collage. Could, yeah. Let's think about that collage, Jerry. Go Jerry. I really like Jerry. I have a lot of faith in him. Speaking of magic, maybe we'll have to get you on the show doing a magic act for our next segment here. We're starting a new segment, David uh -huh. Collins Star Search. And I had put out a couple of emails. Anybody following our newsletter has gotten an email letting us know about this segment. We have a couple of submissions already. But anybody who wants to send in a submission, dc30minutehalfhour at gmail.com. You can send in comedy, art, magic singing, whatever we want to present on the show, and then we'll put out that 60-second to two-minute act. This week, we have a submission from Mr. Wallace in Iowa. So we'll take a little listen to his comedy act today. And you know, we were really hoping to get something live on the show. Logistically, did not work out, but these submissions it really seem to be working out. We have a lot already, so anybody else yeah. who wants to send one in, this is Mr. Wallace. Anybody watching on YouTube or anybody who wants to see the video, make sure you check it out on YouTube. This did include video. Oh, nice. Submissions for David Collins. What's up with this Santa Claus here? Santa Claus. Jesus Christ. Freaking all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. You know he probably stole them from the Tooth Fairy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> checking that list, checking it twice. Frank is his OCD. Santa Claus. Christ. And another thing, <clears throat> but girls shave their hoo-hahs. Freaking, um, we have problems today because we, we don't have many crabs left. Save the crabs. Save the crabs. And if you got a Facebook thing, you know, you, you do a fundraiser, put Save the Crabs on your fundraiser and just be a be a good person. Save the crabs. Ronald McDonald. Now, if I can, could you clown around at work, you know? Could you say, hey, man, my boss is a clown. <laughs> I can clown around at work, too. But I don't think it's going to work like that. Wow. Wow. That was something. I'm more of a Save the Bees kind of guy, but I liked his message. Is that right? Well, it was a good twist on the Save the Bees. I yeah. got to say, that's an angle I haven't heard. I'm a big fan of rapid-fire jokes. That was great, Mr. Wallace. Thanks so much yeah. for that. And anybody else who wants to send in their own comedy act, send it to dc30minutehalfhour at gmail.com. What did you think about that? Is uh, that is that your, How did you describe your style of comedy? Uh, I like doing story comedy, I guess. I've, I've had a lot of weird stories in my life, so I usually try to share those. Of course, uh, with so many different, I'm sure you've interacted with a variety of people with so many different hobbies. Yeah, yeah, so it's awesome. It creates a lot of, my sister and I growing up, we lived out in the middle of the country, so like I hit her in the head with right. a golf club once, she shot me once. It's been, yeah, a lot of stories. Wow, I've never taken a bullet. I have a fun story that involves aliens, but it's even the short nice. version, it takes 15 minutes. I've wanted to get into it on the show. It must have to yeah. wait for another day there. That sucks. Do you have any I... experience with aliens? Well, I think that might wait for our next week in world news there. Gotcha. Yeah, you can do alien stuff. Cause... We have to do some of that alien stuff. Of course, that sound means it's time for our second and last game. Part of the reformatting here. We're going to have two games on the show and I'm hopefully ready. some more segments and a little more time for the guests. But we have this second game today. This second game, also for you, we like to play a game called Name the Imposter. Today, we're going to be playing Name the Improvster. Good. Okay. So we're going to go over four stand-up comedians. One of these four had started in improv. Are you ready to play Name the Improvster? No, but let's try. I know nothing about improv history. 
That's all right. We'll all learn a little something today. Round one of Name the Improvster. A. Rich Voss. B. Will Ferrell. C. John Mulaney. Or D. Howie Mandel. Which of these four started in improv? And anybody watching at home that wants to participate, email your answers to dc30minutehalfhour at gmail.com. I, dude, is SNL technically considered improv? That's sketch comedy, right? Who is the one after Will Ferrell? John, John Mulaney or Howie Mandel? I, I'm pretty sure it's not Howie Mandel, so I'm just going to say John Mulaney, but that doesn't sound right. No, yeah. it was Will Ferrell. He started yeah. in Groundlings Theater. Duh, and that's how I got into SNL. Stupid. Idiot. It's I very suck. common there. He was the generation after so many other stand-up comedians. Why don't we jump into round two? Do you yeah, like this game? I love this game. I'm ready. I'm a sore loser, though. I don't handle... I might lose it if I don't win. So. That's okay. You did so well on that first game. <laughs> no. You have some losing to make up for. Let's jump into round two. All right, let's do it. A, Sam Talent. B, Sam Murrill. C, Sam Cedar. Or D, Sam J. Sam. A, Sam Talent, B, Sam Marill, C, Sam Cedar, or yep. D, Sam J. Sam. You would like to lock that in? Yes. Ah, I thought I could cheat the system. Unfortunately, right. no. Yeah, and we now we try to keep it. Uh, not, we don't like to make it a trick question. Sometimes it seems like two of the answers might be right. Not today. The answer actually is Sam Talent. Yeah, that's my. That's on me. I tried to rig this. System. Sam Talent started in Bovine Metropolis Theater. Really? What does he do now? Sam Talent? Is he, he's, he's just a comedian, right? He's a stand-up com comic. He's, he's been to Lucky Cat most recently. He was actually on Lucky, at Lucky Cat the week that I recorded with Haley and the week that he was on Joe Rogan. Yes. Because a great week like, for podcasts. Blew, it wasn't his show slightly after the Joe Rogan? Because I remember his like, thing like blew up. Everyone was like, holy The cow, week dude. of the Joe Rogan was on a Wednesday awesome. and he was there on Friday. Yes, because I remember that was a lot of time. That's really cool, actually. That's a, that's awesome. It really is something and started in improv comedy. Wow, it's an L on my part. Why don't we look at round three? All right, I'm, I'll play. Name the improvster. Between this game and the last game, which one do you think was your favorite? The first one, because I could win that one. The first game. We'll, we'll have to take note of that there. Let's jump <laughs> into round three. A, Kyle yeah. Kinane. Okay. B, Fahim Anwar. C, Keegan-Michael Key. Or D, Anthony Jesselnik. Well, uh, Keegan was just on the like stepbrother side of SNL with uh, Bobby Lee with, uh, was it Mad? So I'll, I'll pick Keegan. Well, that's great that you could finish with a W there. That's right. Keegan Michael, Michael Key started with Second City in Chicago. Yes. All right. Thank God. It wasn't a complete, if it was a blowout, that would have been really bad. Not at all. You did well on these games today and there's only two games, so you don't get too much chance to redeem yeah. yourself there, but that's perfectly fine. A fun game. Did you like that? Now, between that, that last game, I'd love to get you between one and karaoke. How would you rate that game? Um, I would put it at like Bears, the Bears. So pretty bad. That's great. Well, it's so great to have you on the show today, Drake Trumper. Do you have anything else that you want to say to our audience or anything else to stay on the show? Yo, thanks for keeping this guy going and kicking ass and taking names. I don't know if I can swear on this, so I'm sorry if I messed that up. But, dude, the, what well, I we try to keep it a family show. But as you could see by that opening segment, we're getting a little edgier than we're used to. Yes. But our audience seems to be enjoying it. Yeah, you're a genuine dude. Like when I met you in person, you're genuine. Awesome. So thanks for having me. It feels really cool. Like you said, there's been a lot of names here. So just. Getting to be on here was pretty dope, and that's why I was glad I was able to put up the green screen and 
put together this mess. So thank you so much, man. And that's perfect. Everybody listening, I've been David Collins, and you've been the best. David Collins. 30 minutes. Show with David Collins.